Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Hello, hello, and happy Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Wednesday? What day is it, Rob Hines? It is, in fact, Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Okay, thank God. Uh, we're going to talk to the uh, chair of the Kane County Dems in just a moment. Lady B, do you have the number for our contact for the Kane County Dems? It's on our docs. I can send you a screenshot of that. That might be on me. Uh, it was updated after I sent that out to you. So I will uh, send that off to you right now because I will be speaking at the Kane County Dems uh, Truman event this Sunday. I'm very excited. I actually just tweeted about this um, because... I don't know if you know this, comedian Rob Hines. Uh, there's a lot of clothing out there, secondhand, uh, and which diminishes the reason to buy all new clothing. I bought an outfit for this Sunday for twenty two dollars, top, top and bottoms. Look out! Look out! I'm just, uh, I'm like, you know what? This is how we're gonna do it now. I just we're gonna save the planet and save money. Yeah. Why can't I hear his microphone? Is his mic on? Do I not have it on? I don't know if I have, if you have that one. Let me try this one. Here, let's see how's that. Wait. Oh, you know what it is? I got this. I got you right there. Go ahead. There, check, check. There All right, another there button. Hi. There we go. Yes, let's both save the planet as well as money. That's, that's the whole thing. Because I just, I, there's so much clothing I end up sending to Goodwill and, and like nice things, most of which I grew out of during the pandemic. And I'm like, it still looks good. It's just that uh, my butt doesn't fit in them anymore. And other parts. <laughs> uh, it got away from, I ate local. That's the way I put it. I ate local and local fries everything. Let me send this off to, uh, oh, Joan just texted me. Joan Esposito, who just got off the air with a, an amazing interview with Jay Maul Green, candidate for mayor, of course. And uh, she says she just bought a, a fabulous silk dress at Goodwill. It's one of her favorite things. So absolutely, same thing. Absolutely. Same thing. Let me send this off to, uh, to Lady B and make sure she has that information. So, yes, I'm doing a... Uh, I think people are probably nervous when comics do a keynote address, don't you think? They should be. They should be. <laughs> Especially in this no, time that say, we live in. Don't say that. <laughs> we, we should not be making them nervous. Mm. We, uh, we have something to say. I know. Well, have you ever had to send a contract of what you can and can't say as a comedian? Yes. I, you have. Yes. I haven't. I have. Uh, so this is the thing. If you want to be on certain shows. Okay, sure. Yeah. You're going to have to bust down. Because right. <laughs> I saw before the pandemic. So a few years ago, Hannibal was going to perform at Loyola. And I think it was, or maybe DePaul, one of the Jesuit schools. And they told they gave him a contract of what he couldn't say. Mm. And so he, so he, it was interesting because, you know, we love Hannibal. Mm. Oh, he, my God. That's oh, my God. Dear friend. Uh, a dear such a friend. good guy. And he uh, so he signs the contract. And then to open the show, he shows the contract on stage and talks about all the things that he can't. He didn't say the things that he would like to say. And that, yeah. That is the best way to handle it. Okay, I'm going to talk about all you said I can't talk on, but yes. I'll talk about it. Yes. Yeah. And I, so I'm trying to think of, like, my boss. I work for Comptroller Susanna Mendoza, who is uh, spectacular at giving speeches. I, I was with her last week, and she talked about finding her voice. And she'd been in a grocery store with her dad and they were speaking Spanish and sort of had this moment with somebody and in that moment she learned to find her voice and I was like oh I should probably have a theme for my keynote 
<laughs> that does tend to help. That does tend to help. Because good comics were like, I'm just going to, I got stuff. Man, I'm funny. I got, I got I'll make tw- it work. I got 20 minutes. You dig? I got <laughs> so I think mine's going to be how we, how I, how, how we heal. Like not telling people how to heal, but the way we all have different ways of healing physically and emotionally. Sounds great. Does Sounds that, great. That, that, that actually does work. That is a theme right? yes. that people need to, need to hear right now. Yes. Don't and we? it works. Yeah. I, I just, um, because we've all gone through so much and I don't think we're giving ourselves still that space. No. I was watching people drive today. I was coming from Bucktown. Oh, my God. Come on. Uh, people drive like everybody's a fireman and there's a fire that's right next door that they got to get to immediately. And all you're doing is rushing home to smoke your legal pot. That's really all you're doing. You're not, you're not doing nothing. You're not doing that. I was, I was at one of the, and I, what to you is the Six Corners in Chicago? Do you have, because there's there's a couple, and I know they're both north side ones. They, they're in commercials and stuff. But to you, what really means the six corners? Somewhere around Clark. See? <laughs> that's, another, that's a fourth Clark. one. <laughs> I don't know where that one is. Oh, my oh, let's God. Get, let's get to our friend Mark and, and tell him that I'm totally prepared for this keynote address on Sunday for the Truman Dinner with the Kane County Dems. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me on your show, and thank you very much for attending our event this Sunday. Well, I, I uh, are you are you nervous about me speaking at your event? Because you shouldn't be. Me and Rob have hammered it all out. Done it before. We got you. No, I, I am not nervous about okay, speaking at the event. Not at all. Good. Then I won't be either. I was, <laughs> um, Mark, please help me out and, and pronounce your last name. I, I played it like on how to pronounce, and it sounded like a, a W sound, so that didn't sound right. It's pronounced Gately. You pronounced the A and the H is silent. Okay. Mark Gately, the chair the chair of the Kane County Dems. And tell us a little bit about the background of the Truman Dinner. What is this this annual event and why should people know about it? Well, the Truman Dinner is our largest fundraiser for the year. It pays for our office. We have a staff full time office. We have to pay for, you know, material for the office. In addition to the material, we have to support our local candidates which are many, make sure that they have uh, enough funds to get out their messages. Uh, This event has been going for at least 40 years, I think, here in Kane County, 20 years for me, and then it was... Um, it goes back to the 1980s. So there's there's nothing for Patty to really worry about. It's just <laughs> no, I, no, no. She's great, and we're really excited that she's attending our event. It's going to be a full event, and we we changed our location. We're at the Q Center in St. Charles. It's a it's a wonderful establishment. You'll love the food. The people are really friendly. It's a larger place, and it's perfect for us since we're growing so big here out in Kane County. I was just telling Rob I'm really that excited. I'm excited too. I was just telling Rob that I'm working on the theme of it too. I mean, because I, I have, I mean, Rob and I are both comedians. We've performed for over 20 years. And could I go up and do sort of storytelling and comedy? Yes. But I would like to, you know, make sure that I'm being thoughtful about what I talk about. And uh, one of the things, I mean, you even just talk about growing. I'm like, oh, is that a theme? No, I, uh, I, I think that what what we've seen over the last year uh, has got to be very fulfilling. And yet we know that there's a lot of work ahead of us. But fulfilling in the sense that we held the line. We elected Governor Pritzker. Uh, we elected more Dems to our General Assembly in Springfield. And uh, we continue to push back against the sort of intolerance and hatred that we're seeing all over the the country, right? And we're not done yet. Right. We will pick up some more seats in 24. The Republicans, you know, continue their, you know, their antics with Trump and mega Republicans. 
uh, and the message is clear, clear in Kane County, clear in DuPage County, clear in Illinois, that people want um, people want Democrats elected that care about basically everything that we all care about. Human rights is a big issue. Make sure that our, we have people who care about our environment. Okay, and make sure we have people who care about union rights. Those are three issues. And speaking of union rights, our amendment passed in King County with 56% of the vote. So the, we're really pleased with that, and we added three additional county board members and a state representative in King County. So we're each year for the last 20 years, we have added Democrats to our board or state reps. We have never lost. That is, uh, you are doing God's work because our democracy is falling apart uh, at the seams, no, la- no less. Not only, but I think that uh, people of a certain age sort of got a false sense of security that we could coast through democracy. It's going to need well, constant work. Yes. It's constant. It's every day. It's grinding, but it's certainly worth it when you win these elections. And every election does matter. In, in every race and everywhere, um, women's rights to choose, that's that's on the ballot. Everything's on the ballot for just about everything we care the environment. Um, and then when Trump comes along, I predict that Trump will end up being the nominee. Trump lost mm-hmm. King County by 16 percentage points back in 2016. I, I'm not so sure because I think there's going to be enough problem in the courts. He's going to have enough um, indictments that'll probably slow him down a little bit. I think it'll slow him down the taste. But I think they got really what they needed out of him, and that was the judges. Once you got the judges, you really don't need anything else. We'll That's what the fight oh, for we'll democracy. See what with Trump. We'll see what happens with Trump. <laughs> I feel like we, we put bets down. I think uh, I think Rob and Mark are ready to put bets down for <laughs> whether or not Trump is... Baby Trump. The, baby Ooh. Trump is uh, the Florida governor. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, well, baby so for both one of them. Those two, yeah, yeah. So it's, the message isn't going to work well out here. I have. What were, your, well. what, what were your thoughts? Speaking of DeSantis, of his appearance in Illinois, in El, I was, I believe, it was in Elmhurst for the FOP. Uh, I didn't watch him. I didn't. I, I should have read the. I do. I do receive the paper. I didn't see any story in the paper today about him. I didn't go online. I, I really. I don't. Just don't really like him. Right. Just about everything he stands for. Is <laughs> That's fair. No, and he has cooties and he smells horrible. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a MAGA Republican and all the things that Rob, that Rob said. Uh, and I and what do you what kind of pushback? I mean, do you get sort of like the folks in your communities in Kane County, like, you know, uh, attacking the Kane County Dems uh, going? I mean, it, 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 are we at the point now where folks are uh, just sort of stealing themselves when they go out to spread the word? So we're, we turned blue, uh, I want to say, officially, is when Pritzker ran and won here in 2018. Okay. Um, that's midterm, so that's how you judge your, your counties, is how, how you do on those midterms, and we did really well that midterm. So we've each cycle, so that's two cycles ago, we've picked up seats and won more elections and garnished more votes. So at the end of the day, we've been blue for six years now, mm-hmm. and it's just getting, you know, every cycle it changes a two percent roughly to our favor and it's a lot of work to get out to vote we have a lot of young people moving into king county but you have to reach out to them and we do that in a number of ways that was gonna be my question about the the young uh demographic in your area what are some of the ways that you're finding are successful in connecting with them well we do a lot of social media we do digital media we also do direct mail 
We also phone call and we also knock on doors. And we also increased our Latino population in Kane County. We're the second largest Latino populated county outside of the city of Chicago, Cook County. And we're up to about 34% Latino. Has that uh, improved the quality of Mexican food in your community, I'm guessing? <laughs> yes, it has. Yeah, I would say we bring the food, Rob. We bring the food. Bring the food, bring the funk. Yes, it's good stuff. Uh, what are some of the ways that folks who are listening who live in Kane County, because we have a pretty sizable population, of course, and listeners uh, to this show, what are some of the, the ways they can get involved and support your mission? Please go to our website. It's canedems.org, and we have everything listed, everything if you can want to get involved. Just we just upgraded our website, and, you know, we have a nice photo of you. I'm looking at it right now, mm-hmm. uh, of you driving home with Betty Vasquez. <laughs> hey. Democrats. Excellent. <laughs> a little Mexican music for us. There you go, right there. A little background for you. <laughs> exactly. What can folks expect from the uh, Truman Dinner this, uh, aside from my uh, heartwarmingly funny, heartwarmingly funny keynote address? On so healing, no less. Yeah, so On healing. Here you go. Yes. We have our newly elected um, Secretary of State, Alexei Junoyos. He'll be our one of our speakers. We have Congressman Foster will be there. He'll be one of our speakers. Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy. And Congresswoman uh, Lauren Underwood, they'll be also attending and speaking at the event. Oh, that's ex- oh my God! I've never met Congresswoman and, and Susanna Lauren. Mendoza. Susanna Mendoza will be there. Too. My boss will be there. Really Outstanding. Yes. yes. So Kane County, come on out and sh- show up and show out. That's right. Yes. Yes, indeed. And so the tickets. And we're going to have a good time. The tickets are available on your website, as well as information about the event, right. how to get involved. Uh, is there are there any last thoughts that you wanted to make sure you share with our listeners before we let you go? Because I know it's a busy time for you. Yeah, it is. But just if if you think about it, and you know somebody, please call them and tell them to get out and vote. We have all these school board races; they do mean something. We're really we're up against a lot of some of these school boards. Please tell your friends and family to get out and vote. And that election is April 4th. Please vote. Are there, there's, no, there's no primaries ahead of the April 4th? We have a couple. Okay. We have a, in, in Aurora and in, in Elgin. But the, the countywide, we're focused on school board. We Great. have some book banning Republicans running. We just want to get out the Democrat vote. And please look at our webpage for a recommendation of uh, school board candidates in your area. Outstanding. Yeah. Thank you so much. And let's let's mm-hmm. t- let's connect on the air again uh, ahead of that election and make sure that we remind folks to be engaged and aware and informed. Yes. That would yes, be indeed. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. That's mm-hmm. that's Margaret Lee, the the chair of the Kane County Dems. Uh, we're always grateful to talk to you and I look forward to seeing you on Sunday in person. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll be at the Q Center. Have a Take great care. evening, my Congratulations. friend. Congratulations. Have a great Take evening. Care. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take a break here, and I'll continue our conversation with comedian Rob Hines. He'll be at the Laugh Factory next Sunday, this Sunday coming up, February 26th, closing out my show. See, I, now here's the problem. I have to go to this. I'm going to speak at this event and then race back to the Laugh Factory. But I, So I have somebody else hosting. So you're closing the show, just so you know. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll do as much. Whatever we got to do to make sure you yeah. get there on time, Patty, that's what I'm doing. If I got to just, go out there and shovel out a spot, put a chair in the middle of it. Is it supposed to snow on Sunday? I don't know. But oh, if I have to, did. I will. See what you did? <laughs> see what you did? More stuff to worry about. Why not? Why'd you do that? It's going <laughs> to snow on Sunday because Rob said so. Let's take a break here and catch up with comedian Rob Hines uh, and talk about some of the work he's in, some of the 
where you can see him on TV as well. More after this on WCPT 820. Oh, first I want to tell you, thank you to our sponsors, Monaco Brewing, for making sure these conversations happen. You can go to the, the uh, WCPT Facebook, well, my Facebook page, the Patty Vasquez Show page, and find out where you can pick up some progressive brew in the Chicagoland area. And stay tuned to the rest of the show because we will be giving away two gift cards to our partner vendors that carry progressive brew as well as the Choice Seltzer. And, of course, you know, uh, he now carries a woke uh, nitro brew and Choice wine. So go to his website, go to our Facebook page, and stay tuned for your chance to win a $25 gift card to one of the many Chicagoland vendors at Carrie Monaco Brew. And we also want to thank our friends at Kids Above All. That's kidsaboveall.org. Go to their website and find out how you can support their mission to make sure kids feel happy, healthy, and safe and supported as they they reach their potential in life. And we also want to thank our friend Warren Price from European U.S. Car Service. Go to europeanus.com to, make, to find out how he can help you out with all your car needs. The Phone number is 773-248-1200. More in a moment on WCPT. The Hal Sparks Radio Program. A lot of times what you're seeing on the Internet, um, imagine, if you will, if someone, a neighbor, a stranger, could paint a different view of the world on all of your windows anytime they wanted to. And all they had to do was get you to open the drapes. And if you looked out them, you would think that's what the world looks like, whether it does or not. Hal Sparks, Saturdays from 11 to 1 on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. In studio with comedian Rob Hines. He'll be at the Laugh Factory coming up this Sunday at 7 p.m. The, the club is on Broadway near Belmont. And uh, you can visit the LaughFactory.com website to get tickets for that show. And actually, I can put a pair of tickets. Let's, let's do one giveaway by phone, if that's okay, Lady B. I know the phones are lighting up. But we will take a caller number two for a pair of tickets to join me and Rob Hines at the Laugh Factory this Sunday night, 773-763-9278. Uh, just share your your information with uh, Lady B, and I'll put your name at the door. And it, it's such—it's a, a fun venue. It's, it it's, is. It is. It's tremendous. I—I I don't know if you know this. So you know, I, be, I was a Zany's girl for a long, long, a long time. Long yes. time. And uh, and actually, I started working before it was the Laugh Factory. Before it was a comedy venue. Strictly, it was the Lakeshore Theater. The Lakeshore Theater. Yes. yes. And yes. Uh, I was the opening act for three and a half months of sold-out shows for the puppetry of the penis. Really? I should not have let you take water. <laughs> I did not have any uh, participation in that part of the performance. <laughs> there was no penis or puppetry mm, no. anywhere near you. They only could do 38 minutes of performance. So they're selling their tickets at Broadway prices. So they needed to figure, they literally needed a fluffer. That doesn't sound good either. <laughs> opening act. They, see, opening act doesn't sound good either. Do you know what I mean? Not it's all all. <laughs> wrong. It's all very, very wrong. So I had to get the audience ready for their performance. See? Right. You had to get them ready for... Yeah. Yeah. The puppetry yes. of the penis. So but I, I was pregnant. 
And as the show went on, I would come out as I was getting bigger. I'd be like, this has nothing to do with what happens backstage. <laughs> this is not like a, a Reese's peanut butter accident. Because <laughs> they were naked. I mean, like, you and I have done weird shows. These Most were weird. Most definitely. These and I've weird. done a couple of weird shows at that theater. <laughs> oh, really? They would do burlesque and stuff. Oh, and that's right. When it was Lakeshore. That's right. They did. Once you see nakedness, you really don't want to talk anymore. You want to deal with the nakedness. Right. Like, it makes it really hard to, hey, funny thing yes. happened to me on the way to the theater. Exactly. And here's someone's boo. <laughs> Be right there for you. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. So I uh, so I was there opening it for three and a half months, and then the theater owner said, "Hey, I was I was about seven months pregnant." And they said, "Would you think of doing? Would you ever want to do a one woman show during your pregnancy?" So I did Pregnant Party Girl from Stoli's Stir- Stirrups for only two performances. I was eight and a half months pregnant, so wow. we didn't want to take too much of a chance. It was it was so much fun. I became addicted to one woman shows and theaters and doing that. So anyway, so and before that, my parents in the seventies used to go on dates there when it was a movie theater. Really? So I've been there for a long, long time. Yeah. I, I got I got a chance to see Robin Williams at the Lakeshore Theater. Like it was amazing. What? Took a picture with him and everything. Oh, I'm super jealous. I, but hey, you got to do your one woman show. And let me tell you something. I've been watching you for a long time. I've been watching you for a long time. Please, <laughs> you should close the curtains. I don't know what the problem is. Why are you just? You so proud? Just, I mean, I'm impressed. But you know, <laughs> from the days of Pregnant Party Girl, that has been a little while, and you have yeah. been growing. Exponentially, still getting your hustle on. Well, I uh, amazing. I, 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 we have our moments, right? Where we think, did I make the right choice? I mean, like during the, I think during the pandemic, did you have moments where you're like, oh my god, god we show, we chose live performance, oh, and it's it led to this total so <laughs> horrible when you cannot put an oatmeal cookie in a layaway because you can't go outside. <laughs> You know, that's a whole that's a whole societal issue that nobody really addressed. OK, we're going to give this a little bit of money for now. But yeah. there is a whole, you know, it's a whole ecosystem that has nothing to do with mainstream America. That just has to do with your ability to move around. Yeah. And nobody was getting any money. And, yeah. and, and let me tell you something else. I used to be in law enforcement. OK. It's a pendulum. It shifts one way to the other. Uh-huh. Now, right now, what's happening now is a lot of people want, you know, the defund and all these things are happening right after the pandemic. But pandemics and things of that nature, once in a lifetime, um, bad occurrences tend to create crime. Sure. So when the crime starts to go up, no one is going to say anything about the pandemic we were in for two years. Like, think about it like this. Mm. If you if you the pandemic lasted, what, a year and a half, maybe two years you can't fix two years worth of bad stuff happening in a day or two. Every single day for two years. Exactly. Every single day of not being able to go anywhere, not being able to pay for things, putting it on credit. I mean, well, that's the thing is, I mean, yeah, it's and the mental health part of it. I was telling folks when, I, when we started performing live again, I mean, like, I felt like a, a puppy that was just, I was just pee, excitement pee all over the place. Man, I was scared. <laughs> I was scared. Cause I, I, you know, once yeah. I've been in the military, I've been to police. And once you see people, you know, invade the capital, that's where it's supposed to be safe. Right. So I was like, I don't know how it's going to work in these rooms that I go to. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, so. and I, you and I did not get into comedy. I, I didn't get, I, I, no, it's not true. I got, I actually did get into comedy to be a political humorist. I don't do political humor. It turns out that I'm better at autobiographical and, and it has political aspects to it in nature. Uh, but Absolutely. Have, have you uh, encountered like people who are angry at things that you say on stage and like? Mm, not, it was before the pandemic. Not, not really. Not, not, since, not, not since then. I was working in uh, the Stardome. 
In Birmingham. Yes, yes. And it was a really cool show. And it's over. This lady walks up to me. You know, you were really funny, but you'd be funnier if you watched your language. Uh. I'm like, baby, I didn't really ask you for a critique, you know. He, she, has a, she pulls out a chart. She's yeah. like, I the show. See, Jesus is- cried through these portions of the show. <laughs> Let me show where you went wrong. Right, exactly, exactly. I'm like, well, maybe it's an idea of maybe you seeing a perspective that you don't normally see. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. So I, and when we came back, what people don't realize is like performers, a lot of performers got, you know, loans and grants and all kinds of stuff. We are like in the performance hierarchy, it's like, you know, actors and writers and sculptors and painters and then balloon artists and comics. Like that's, right, right, right. We, just above mimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's above, just, mimes. just above the mimes. And so, I guess we should feel okay about that. Uh, I got some words for uh, for. Are we doing? Are we doing face? Okay, I have to come up with some words for our our prize seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight for your chance to win a gift card from one of our friends that provides and stocks the Minocqua Brewing progressive beer for our facebook friends if you're live if you're watching the live stream there's your word of the day uh, rob's trying to like can i can i win that <laughs> don't yeah, say I want it some, i want some don't, free stuff don't say it i think i'm using the wrong word jerry sorry i went to the, i went to friday <laughs> <That's the> <laughs> <word>. <laughs> i hope these weren't like lined up for uh, for different things but seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. if you're watching the live stream here's your word of the day and uh let's see um let's uh, let's uh, for your phrase on the text screen let's do above mimes above comics are above mimes you don't have to use all that but just above mimes a b o v e mimes if you just put mimes we'll f- i don't know why we'll figure it why out. am i filling my screen with the word mimes because it's Although- slightly better than <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't did uh, robin williams ever mime like i know he was a street performer for a long time i do believe that I think he, did. he did i, I do th- believe that he did because he did everything he was uh he was willing to try anything and out. he was a physical specimen oh he's yeah such a, oh my god he's like working out, rode bikes and everything. Yeah, he was uh, he was amazing. I just talked to uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, who I didn't realize he lived in the Chicagoland area. Me either. Yeah, he me lives either. here. Yeah. And uh, he was telling me a little bit about being friends with uh, with Robin Williams. It was very sweet of him to share that with him, mostly because I made him feel uncomfortable and he was trying to figure out something else to talk about. I was like, hey, I never mentioned I was friends with Robin Williams. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Here's some pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Top this story. No, I can't. <laughs> Rob Hines joins me in studio. He'll be uh, closing out the show headline on Sunday at the Laugh Factory. Our show is at 7 o'clock. I'll be on the show. I just don't know when because I'll be racing from the Kane County Dems Truman Dinner this Sunday for the Kane County Dems. So we, oh, we have the phone lines are full. Let's, uh, let's take the phones in just a moment on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. Joan Esposito, live, local, and progressive on WCPT Willow Springs is powered by ComEd. See how ComEd is preparing for a clean energy future at comed.com slash clean energy. You're listening to WCPT 820, because facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. 
You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. This is telling comedian Rob Hines in studio with me ahead of his performance at the Laugh Factory this Sunday, February 26th. The showtime's at 7. That uh, I was in tra- traffic. I did not. I, I Just people were. I, what is happening? It looks like people who are taking their driver's course now is taking it while playing Grand Theft Auto because nobody is honoring any rule of any road at no, all. No. And I, there was a, so there was a cyclist. I was on Damon going to, heading towards Milwaukee Avenue. And that's what I was asking about the six corners, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm moving through the intersection and I kind of like, I maybe moved over just a few inches just to see. Sometimes you like want to, you want a better view of what's ahead of you. Like how bad is this traffic? Are there, mm-hmm. what, what's ahead of me, right? So just a little nudge. I wasn't turning right, didn't have my turn signal on, was not. And this car drives around me toward oncoming traffic because I guess they, they're like, well, she's going to, she gave up. It was like basically move your meat, lose your seat kind of a situation. Mm. And then, and, and I, you have to like not. You have to fight the urge to teach people a lesson. Do you ever do that? We're like, oh, no. Let, let I always teach the lesson. Always, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm loud. So, I used to be the police, so it doesn't take me. I'm, mother, son of a. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I get road rage real bad. So we're we're heading down, uh, Damon, and then um, there came a point where they again they kept trying to get around people. They were trying to get into the either the bike lane or wherever there was an opening. So I I jammed them up. Uh, I got because they ended up getting stuck next to me, so I just slowed down where they couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, it was I kind of a trip. It, did, it was only about three hundred seventy-five feet before it to go right up, whatever. But still, you shouldn't do that. You should leave it alone. Like let it go. Let it yeah, go. Yeah, because everybody's armed now. Everybody got a concealed carry, and you don't know when someone's gonna lose their. You know, I know, but really in a Volkswagen GTI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my chances. <laughs> right? I mean, there's certain cars you go. <laughs> He's not packing. You don't really look threatening to me, sir. <laughs> you still have the roll down, hand roll down. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Your GTI. Oh my goodness! But you could go really, really fast for a car that size. Yes, it's a GTI. It's zippy. It's a little yeah. <laughs> That's the term to zippy. Zippy. The little, that's what he thought he wanted to do. Cut, cutting off. He was like, like menacing to cyclists. Let's uh, let's get to Steve in the Gold Coast. Once I want the mail race. So just for uh, Rob, I want to let him know. If you were listening to Jones' show, I know that you listen to that basically too. Bit, yes. So uh, we've been talking to mayoral candidates. Hey, Steve, what's on your mind about the mayoral campaigns? Oh, well, I, I want to raise a couple of points. Uh, well, one, um, you'll be comforted in the fact that probably one in ten of your listeners know actually know what a fluffer is in this country. <laughs> <laughs> We're all fortunate for that, given, given the demographic. Let me see. Uh, let me check and see if we have any complaints on the text screen. Go ahead, Steve. I'm listening. Okay. Uh, beyond that, I mean, I think Joan always does a great job. I do think that a week out, I mean, with all due respect uh, to candidates like Jamal Green, I mean, we wish we could spend our time interviewing people who are going to actually win this. Um, mm. I, I appreciate that they want the WCPT wants to be open and more inclusive in terms of getting all the candidates on board. It doesn't bother me that they can spend a little bit of time interviewing someone like him. But, I mean, you know, again, a week out, I'd rather see four interviews with the top three or four people than, you know, interviewing people who don't stand a chance, quite frankly. But, you know, that's, that's just my view that we're all entitled to an opinion. Um, having said that, I, I do think that uh, with regard to the whole question of, of Trump, 
Um, there, I think that there's this sort of uh, schizophrenia in the Republican Party. On the one hand, the, the elites there and the people, the big money, the deep pockets people don't want Donald Trump. On the other hand, their, the structure of their primary system means that if you get a large enough field, Donald Trump is the one who's going to be able to secure the most amount of votes in terms of the base. And, in that, and given their sort of winner-take-all you know, system, uh, for those who don't know, in 2016, Donald Trump didn't get a majority of votes until the 33rd primary. Mm. So you don't need to win a majority of votes in order to win a primary in their system. So it's possible to get Donald Trump as the nominee in 2024. Now, I think that's great for us as progressives. I don't think he stands a chance of winning. There's nothing about Donald Trump in the last couple of years that has rehabilitated his image and made it more desirable uh, in terms of a candidate. But um, I think it's terrible for the Republican Party if he were to be the nominee again. Ah, that's a little scary for me like you know um, cause the guy we got running looked like the dude from Game of Thrones the dragon one the dude at the you know you mean Biden does? Yeah, Biden's looking more and more like the father of dragons around here. Well, I mean, yeah, but have you heard some of his speech? I mean, like his State of the Union, uh, the speech today, his presence in Ukraine yesterday in Kiev. Uh, you know, today when he said, uh, "You cannot appease autocrats; you must oppose them," and say, "No, no, no," and I was just like, "Yes!" And I, you know what I wanted him to say at the end of that? Did I stutter? <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Stutter? Meet me outside. <laughs> exactly. If you don't think I can handle this job. Exactly. I mean. bring your A game. Crackle, crackle, knuckles crack. Crackle, see? crackle. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think that our, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with our guy. Uh, and who knows? Who knows what he decides to do in the next few years and, and uh, you know, do do his job. He's one of the best presidents, I think, with, with what he's accomplished uh, in my lifetime. I look, I. Don't know what your thoughts are over the weekend and hearing that Jimmy Carter has oh decided God, to enter wow, hospice I'm at home. Um, but I was thinking about it and I was trying to think of how I felt because I started tearing up when I told people and I was like, I think it's it's just one. He's been uh, he's, he was he's been around my entire life since I was about five years old. He became the president of the United States. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, you know, I think it was perfectly summed up by someone. He might not have been the best president we've ever had, but he quite possibly was the best person we ever had as president. I think he was a visionary beyond the times that he 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 was beyond. He was ahead of his time. Mm -hmm. He was talking about solar energy before anybody was. Yeah. He put solar panels up in the White House. Yeah. That Reagan immediately took down. Yeah, because that's how you do. (laughs) So to me, I just think the dude, I mean, he was still swinging a hammer deep in his 80s trying to build people homes. Yeah. So to me, that, that, that probably would make him one of the better presidents of all time, even though everything was working against him when he was in office. There were a lot of things that happened. That I learned from Tom Hartman. <laughs> oh, today? Do you listen to today when they're talking well, about Well, you know, I'm saying like, made. Yeah. in general, there were there, there are things that Tom Hartman taught us about. Because when you listen to Tom Hartman and Stephanie Miller, it's like taking a, well, when you listen to Tom Hartman, it's like taking a civics class. And Stephanie Miller, it's like taking a joke class on how civics should work. Right. And when you listen to them and they talked about, he, he specifically, uh, Tom Hartman specifically to- spoke about some of the things that happened after Reagan had gotten elected. That kind of put the middle class in jeopardy. A, a whole bunch of things oh, sure. that you know we. So for me, when I when I when I see the president, I'm just a little concerned because I can't forget about the crime bill. I was I was in law enforcement, 
at the time the crime bill came. And I can tell you it was a drastic difference between the beginning of February 94 and by the end of uh, 94. Drastic difference. In the sense, and that was a, th- no, because Clinton was three strikes. Oh, it was three strikes. Clinton was three strikes, but he also, but that, that crime bill came under Clinton. Right. But, but, but Biden wrote it. So I, as much as I can appreciate all of the things he's done, all of the all of the adjustments he's made and, and, you know, getting a sister on the Supreme Court, all of that is commendable. But you took a whole group of people off the playing board during the 90s. And let's be fair. Black people were asking for this because at the time, I don't know if you remember, people were getting robbed all the time because of the crack that was in the neighborhoods. The drug situation was making it hard for older people to live. So we asked for help. And the help that they gave us was the crime bill took a whole generation off the playing board. So every time I look at him, I can't help but think that. You know right. what I mean? That's I mean, fair. all of the rest of the okay. stuff, I'm with you, but this kind of bothers me. And I think that that's, uh, people have talked about the, the problematic nature of his his uh, experience and his tenure as a as a statesman. And I think that in, in, in regards to that, I was telling you before the show that the fact that Democrats, when they had the opportunity, didn't codify the rights of gay marriage, interracial marriage, uh Abortion, you know, were they? Was there in the back of their mind? Well, this is the kind of stuff we run on. We scare them with the Republicans are going to take this away. Well, now they took it away. They took away abortion rights and reproductive health, and now we're we're stuck with possibly not being able to have access to birth control. Absolutely. What? I mean, it's a. It was. Okay, this me. is going to make you have a baby that they're not going to care for. Nope. And not only that, they're not going to really do the health advancements to help a woman be able to keep having babies or to have the baby that she's having. Right. Like, if you, if you don't fit a certain demographic, they don't care about your welfare. Right. Yeah. That's crazy to me. It is crazy. Let's take a break here. we got a couple more phone calls. Jim and George on hold. Let me take a break. We're in studio with Rob Hines, a comedian that I've worked with for at least 20 years. At least. I remember working with you at Zany's. <laughs> back in the day, yes. Back in the back. I get to say back in the day. All, <laughs> we're also OGs, aren't we? Are we now OGs? I guess we are. Oh, yeah, I guess we're going to have to accept that. I yeah. some OG. It's fine. <laughs> more after this on WCPT 820. Rob and I will be at the Laugh Factory this Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, I will get there after being at the Kane County Dinner. If you want to come and join us there for the Truman Dinner, I'll be giving a keynote address, and I'll give you a ride. I'll give you a ride to the afterwards. We can caravan to the Laugh Factory afterwards. More in a moment on WCPT Heartland Signal. If you're interested in securing information about the many amazing benefits of reverse mortgage loans, you need to call Team Hockberg, your trusted local reverse mortgage experts. Attention everyone at least 62, those with parents at least 62, family law attorneys, as well as estate and financial planners. Reverse mortgages are an amazing mortgage option for experienced homeowners wanting to increase their monthly cash flow by deferring their mortgage payments. These tax-free funds can be used to cover typical living expenses like real estate taxes, food, electric, landscaping, and in-home elder. Care. Team Hockberg would like to send you a complimentary reverse mortgage informational packet to help you better understand this amazing mortgage exclusively for experienced homeowners. Let's review. If you're an experienced homeowner, kids of experienced homeowners, family law attorneys, or an estate and financial planner who'd like a free reverse mortgage informational package, give us a call now at 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com. 855-563-2843 or 56david.com. Lower LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, 112-406. Chicago Voice and Data Authority is a Latina-owned IBEW-134 electrical contractor located in Chicago, specializing in voltage systems, AV, 
cameras, access control, and fire alarm. They have complete in-house capabilities, engineer, project manage, install, test, and certify these systems. CVADA can handle any project from inception to finished delivery. Their work is performed by highly trained, industry-leading workforce. CVADA is a Chicago company first and foremost. Their company mission is to ensure that all people have the opportunity to thrive in the electrical industry. They do this by educating, sponsoring, and hiring those from disadvantaged areas. That dedication diversity is exemplified by their generous sponsorships awarded to high school students enrolling in the IBEW Union Apprenticeship Training Program. CVADA is a DBE, MBE, WBE certified company truly making a difference. The business decisions that Chicago Voice and Data Authority have make real impact on the lives of our neighbors and in our larger community. Learn more at ChicagoVoiceAndDataAuthority.com. Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. If you're listening by Facebook, well, if you're listening, if you're listening on your phone, go to Facebook. Go to Facebook and go to the WCPT Facebook page or grab your phone. There's not an if. Just, Just I'm going to tell you, watch me and Rob. We're in studio. He's on camera. Hi, Get Rob. to the spot. Hey, hey, what's happening? Get to the spot and see the secret word. The secret word. Before I mess it up. I... <laughs> I can't read aloud without my lips moving. <laughs> so you, you can you can read. Oh, I see what you're saying. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Text the secret word that I am holding up just for our WCPT live stream viewers, and that's one of the words that you can use for your chance to win a gift card to uh, one of the Minocqua Brewing Company vendors, including Annoyance Theater and Bar, Baker Street Burgers, Beer on Central, Convito Cafe and Market, just to name a couple. And then for everyone else, it won't. Well, for your one chance, but you can have two chances. You can do both. You can do either the one I just showed you uh, or just above mimes. We're comics are just above mimes. Just above mimes. In the hierarchy of entertainment. It's we're way down there. Yeah. So, balloon, balloon animal artists are kind of cooler. They can make hats. <laughs> they can make an animal. They're, make kids happy. You you know, they make kids happy. We make, Have you ever had to make kids laugh at an event? I have. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. We did a, I, I sometimes host events and I'll have a comics do bad dad jokes and it's like a make me laugh situation. So they said do bad dad jokes to kids. It's hysterically funny to me. Because <laughs> these kids like, I mean, some of them are fighting the laughter. The other kids like, it's seriously, you're not funny. Right. <laughs> I want you to die, dad, because your, your sense of humor has died years ago. It's terrible. It's terrible <laughs> stuff. Uh, by the way, so we got that. We got people texting in those words. And we've got callers. Jim wants to join us. Jim is my friend, Rob Hines. What's on your mind, my friend, Jim? What's happening, Jim? Hi, Gary. I was going to talk about Fox News, but I was just thinking about the lectures on TV that I've experienced over the last 20 years. They must have caught 10 of them. You got Charlie Rose. You got that nut that, uh, that ran around. The, I mean, you got more lectures on TV than anywhere. Fox News is loaded with them. Uh, I mean, they had to fire them all. I think the guy who ran the station was a lecturer. Uh, uh, the other guy was a lecturer. I mean, these are real, uh, you know, they really are. I mean, they're caught. They're caught, and uh, they got to resign. Yeah. But the yeah. point is, Fox News has got two interesting stories. The first is the Dominion story, of course, that Dominion, who held their voting count, uh, realized that Fox News just put all BS on. They knew it was BS. 
they had the emails, they had the communications. Yeah. They all knew it was BS, but they all knew they were crazy, but they put them on anyway. So it didn't make, but their defense is they're not a, a, a news station, they're an entertainment station. Because I think he's little boy Flat Leroy has been sued. <laughs> and he, he uses the same, he uses the same excuse every time that he's not, he's not there to tell you anything that's pertinent. He's there to just, he's there to entertain you. Uh, yep. What's the other crazy story? Uh, the, the one in, oh yeah, where uh, the little boy Flatteroy again. I can't it's hard to pronounce it anyway. I did see, see the kids since I was in my ten years old. Anyway, they he crazy McCarthy, which is my grandmother's maiden name, by the way. Crazy McCarthy. That's a, oh wow, McCarthy. Tell Miss Crazy, I said hello. <laughs> anyway, hold on, Jim. Rob's got a question. I, I just want to make sure. Uh, who are we talking about when we talk about Little Lord? Flat Leroy. Front Leroy. Front Leroy. So I can't yeah. say it either. Yeah, little boy, little boy Flat Leroy was a little kid that was yeah. a spoiled little kid that wore a velvet suit, and he came in about eight years old. Uh, I can't remember the actor that played him. But yeah, but I'm saying, who are you calling rich. that on Fox? Like, which one is that? Is that the uh, 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 dinner uh, dude? Carlson. Well, he, he's a Swanson error. He's a multi-millionaire error. He's Absolutely. never did a day's work in his life. No, I mean, but he's not the only 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 rich dude that don't really do a lot that's on Fox. They got another no, no, dude with I a bigger know, head. I know a lot of Richie. I know a lot of rich people. Please believe me. I know a lot of them that did a little work, and a lot of them that didn't do a lot of work. I know there's all kinds of people I assert. The other story, though, if I could say it, is... Uh, yeah, if McCarthy given 49 hours of the insurrection to uh, yeah. Carlson, and he's going to cherry pick out some kind of an insane video and run it. Yeah. Yeah. So probably, yeah. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever light he gets in the Democratic Party, he'll use that. But anyway, thanks a million for taking my call. Absolutely. <laughs> Take care, Jim. Thank you for making it. Yeah, no, uh, the, the hours and hours. How many? I think it's more than that. 44,000 hours of mm. January 6th footage mm. they gave to Tucker Carlson because that's a priority. Is it give it to Fox <laughs> News? They were all mad about the committee with all, you know, the, well, we didn't we didn't get to put anybody on the committee because you said you didn't want to participate. And we got a couple Republicans. We got Kinzinger. We got Cheney. It, 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 what? What? Not the right Republicans? That's correct. Yes. That's correct. You're not, you're not going to going to um, help us to tell the big lie, then you're not correct. Right. Yeah. You're not correct. How can I, and I don't understand anything about the party anymore. Like, I, I still, I used to understand it. Now I understand even less because everything that they say, they go against yeah. in the next sentence. Right. I thought that uh, Ed Yonkin yesterday from ACLU in an interview with Jonas Esposito put it perfectly about uh, all these different things that they say, you know, they don't want they don't want kids to read drag books. Fine. Or have drag queens read books to them, right? Then don't take your kids there. <laughs> don't, I mean, like, what do you... I, I want why, why should you take away... If I want to take Griffin to... I mean, like, the 19, and I don't know if he wants to go with me anymore. So drag queens. He's like, Mom, you don't know how to wear your lipstick right. Um, you know? He finds out that they're better at being feminine than I am. That's not. That's not. That's, but, but you know, the idea that they would want they want to prevent other people from doing it. So this, I thought about this in the car today as a GTI was zipping around me. Um, was that when my son was in second 
grade. He was a little bit bothered. And we got the whole list of all the books. I mean, like, does that would that make people, parents feel as though they had some involvement if they read the list of books that the teacher is going to be going through? You know, saying like that, that's but, but and like and then they can talk to their kid about it or tell the teacher. Because my point is that Griffin had a book because he was in an accelerated class. It was a, a book about um, these people who have left planet Earth because it's about to blow up and they're the last ones to leave. They're all like the mechanics and the scientists and they're going to go set up a civilization somewhere else. But if they don't make it, they're going to take a cyanide pill and mm. they're going to kill themselves. He was in second grade. Mm. Like to me, it was Christmas time. And I thought, <laughs> hey, teacher, this is a little this is a little heavy. Because Griffin was really upset. Like, if things don't go your way, we're supposed to all kill ourselves, right? It's and I was like, hey, this. It was because it was a fourth grade book, not that. But I thought, well, this is a little. We're still waiting for Santa Claus, man. Absolutely, right? absolutely. So absolutely. now, so now that I, since I knew, I talked him through it, and then when he was he was in fourth grade, we got an email, and I I, I still have this. I used to read this on stage. It was. She goes, hey, by the way, uh, the kids had a lot of questions about sex, so I decided to talk to them about a few things, and like one of them, like some, they were. It was not great. Like she said, she said things like, you know, uh, you guys are getting older. You can't be friends with boys and girls the same way you had before. Girls are going to talk a little bit more. Boys are going to be more physical. And uh, if a girl doesn't like you hitting them, stop. Like basically, ask for her permission. Like, are we doing uh, sadomasochistic? Are we like, hit me, hit me? Can I? Yes. Can I slap your butt? Possibly. <laughs> Like, Hit your left cheek right at approximately right. fourteen miles an hour. <laughs> so and, crazy. and and, uh, and then she she like tried to find a way to explain rape to them. Like this was intense. Mm. So I just and what I, grade was this? It's a fourth grade, mm. right? So I just sent a letter to I sent an email and I said, hey, to the pr- principal, I said, look. We didn't get a heads up on this. You know, I would just like to know so we could discuss it afterwards. Now I'm sort of, you know, pulling together some idea of what was discussed. That's different than like storming the school and like demanding that they not talk to my child. Like, you know, don't talk to the, tell the other, like all the other parents were like cool with it because I'm always a crazy mom in the classroom. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Let me get George before we go to the break. Hey, George, what's on your mind? Oh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, very quickly on the business of the unconscionable release of surveillance footage to Tucker Carlson. Oh, yeah. Um, I heard earlier today that NBC and at least one other news organization have filed suit demanding that they get the exact yeah. same material. It's news, right? So once, yeah, once it's, yeah, once it's been re- released, it's like a, a, a FOIA. And right. You just can't give it to one news organization. Give, you to give it to all of them. Yeah, that's brilliant. Wow. But in any event, it is a grievous uh, impact on the security of the people who work in the Capitol complex. Because you, you can bet that the Proud Boys have got people going over this stuff frame by frame to look for every potential weakness, every escape yeah. route, every safe room. I mean... I don't know. If Republicans want to operate and live the way people do in Russia, why don't they go over there and enlist in the Russian army and fight for Putin? I mean, that's, that's their mindset. It's funny you say but that. Anyway, that's all, Not funny, but, that's all, but he, there's a group called... Wait, wait, let's live it for a minute. We can do the mayor in a second because I, I'm just going to go late. Um, there's a group called the Good Liars on Twitter. If you are on Twitter at all, I suggest you follow them. They're okay. disruptors. They go to rallies and they go to uh, force birth 
uh, f- you know, protests mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that. And so they'll, they'll interview people like in the big Trump shirts and the flags and and, you'll, and just the things that people say. <laughs> but the one I caught today was this guy says in 2024, if it's Biden running against Putin, who are you voting for? <laughs> I'm sure he said Putin. He did. I'm sure. I'm he sure. said he said, well, not Biden. And then he was like, so you would vote for Putin? Wow. He goes, well, at least he's got some good values. Yeah, yeah. No, these people are legit crazy, and these are not like setups. Anyway, you wanted to talk about the mayor, George? Go ahead. Yeah, um, the mayor called a unannounced quickie press conference at two thirty this afternoon. Yeah, uh, to talk about the front page article on today's Sun Times where your boss, Susanna Mendoza, talks about how the mayor and the pension board betrayed her Mm. police sergeant brother who became infected with COVID on duty and is grievously disabled now. Mm -hmm. And he was was denied an on-duty pension. I was just wondering... if you could comment on that, what you know about that? Uh, well, first of all, it's probably in what I know is that this is something I knew about this for a very, very long time. I was aware uh, the day that it happened, actually. And in addition to Comptroller Mendoza's brother, there were seventeen other uh, police officers who mm-hmm. were denied uh, in, in on duty. Uh, Relief, you know, for their pensions and for medical care because the pension gets phased out. Uh, and I did not, I did not know. Honestly, I knew about her brother, but I did not know uh, that he was basically the first case. Um, and this was this was a last spring when this came down. So it's not like all of a sudden uh, they're making this choice. So I, I would say that it is heartbreaking to watch someone that you admire and work with mm-hmm. uh, struggling with, you know, making sure that her brother, her, you know, her big brother has everything that he needs when he's given so much of his life to the police department. Uh, so I think that my boss was uh, incredible today. The people that she brought with her, I think, speak volumes for the men and women that serve the city of Chicago. And uh, and, you know, the, they're asking for what their due. This is not like hundreds of thousands of people. And people, by the way, I want to be very clear with folks who want to have their thoughts about the police department. This was not, this was pre-vaccine. For everyone who wants to say, well, if they'd just done this, if they'd done that. He'd gone for 17 days because he had his days off canceled. He had worked 17 days consecutive during the pandemic. Uh, mm. So those are, those are just a few of the things that, that I can talk about. Uh, and, and a lot of that's already in, in the Comptroller's uh, press conference today, which is available online. What were your thoughts before I go and to the I news? Would, I would recommend I would recommend highly that everybody read the Sun Times article. It is big, long, and detailed. And if there weren't enough nails in Lori Lightfoot's coffin, mm. it's got to be the final one—the straw that breaks the camel's back. She needs to go back into private life. And by the way, the rest of that, that press conference was also Anjanette Young. She wanted to address Anjanette Young's endorsement of Brandon Johnson because the woman who was uh, whose door was broken down and she was naked and officers. I saw that. Yeah, so there was, was she had a few reasons she was trying to. You know, there were lo- a couple of press conferences today. So thank you, George. When I I haven't talked to my office about speaking to that, but uh, that's basically what I know uh, that I feel comfortable sharing. You know, um, I, thank you very much. Absolutely, thanks, George. One of the prior callers were talking about budget issues and part of what you find, especially with this education thing, first of all, they're not going to let you say too many things that make Pop Pop look bad. You know, if Pop Pop was around here doing his swerve, getting his, you know, white supremacist on, they're not going to let you keep talking about it. But the interesting thing that I found about all of it is everybody's talking the school choice thing. 
School choice was not the thing when I was younger. It was just being in a good school. And the reason that they talk about school choice is to ensure that the unions are busted. It is a long-term plan to keep, because the unions that they attack the most are the people with the smart people. So if you got a whole union of teachers, they're going to know exactly what to ask for, because it's not always money, but there are working condition issues you might want to address. And so that's the whole point of school choice. It has nothing to do about the care of your kid or your or your kid's education. It's about funneling money the people that they know who are going to give you minimal service for a maximum amount of money and none of it is going to be an education it's going to be more of an indoctrination. That's right and this is perfect because our next guest coming up after the news is going to talk about education in Missouri and why she ran for office and how she's encouraging Democrats to run for every office in the state of Missouri so Republicans do not just run the board. More after this on WCPT 820. Hey, where's Hal Sparks? I'm not sure where he is now, but I know where you can find him Saturdays at 11. It'll be right here on WCPT 820 for the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Because facts matter. You're listening to WCPT 820. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Before the news, uh, we were extending our conversation a little bit longer because Rob Hines, comedian in studio with me, performing at the Laugh Factory this Sunday, was making a point about school choice. And I was like, this is perfect because we have coming up Jess Piper. She ran as a Democratic candidate in rural Ruby Red, Missouri. While she didn't win, she wants to make sure that the, the all the seats in Missouri are uh, f- least challenged by Democratic candidates. How are you doing today, Jess? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for your patience. I want you to meet my good friend, Rob Hines. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Rob. (laughs) He was talking about uh, school choice and that especially in places like Chicago where teachers unions have a lot of power and uh, and power in the sense that they've had enough. (laughs) (laughs) What what are the teachers unions like in Missouri? How I mean, because let me catch Rob and listeners up a little bit and ask you uh, to tell people about how uh, the four day work week I saw saw you posting a few weeks ago about how they want to change the laws in regards to under you know youngsters going back to work because of the workforce. Tell us a little bit about the, lands- the educational landscape in, in Missouri. Well, um, we don't have unions in my part of the country, and so I always think that's funny when people are like, oh, you're just talking about this because, you know, you're a union shill. And I was like, absolutely no one in rural Missouri is part of a union. Uh, they're part of teachers' clubs. So, Um, We don't have that going for us. Um, 30% of our schools are on a four-day week, um, and that's because of a lack of funding and uh, low teacher pay. It's an incentive for, you know, teachers to go to these rural schools. So we're really struggling here with education. We just passed a voucher scheme last year, so Mm. the struggle continues. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, uh, you know, what what kind of reaction? Are you? I know that you there's a, and there's a, um, I watched I watched this video I told you last time of you going door to door, knowing full well what the chances were of you meeting somebody who would be outright hostile about your message. Uh, how, has, has there been any change since you ran? I know it was just last year, but do you get any sense or or is it only getting more powerful? This idea of controlling what books are available to students and this, you know, the drag queens are coming to take over our, our cities and things like that. You know, what's what's really funny about that is that is like suburban and urban Missouri. You have um, these places with 
huge, massive uh, budgets for their schools like Clayton, like Rockwood, and they have these great school systems that are ranked like the third and fourth in the entire state. And they're the ones that have the parents who are absolutely losing their minds at, you know, uh, Board of Education meetings. But out out here, you don't see that happening. You, you do hear people that will repeat, you know, lines from Fox News or whatever. But when you ask folks in rural Missouri, you know, what do you think about their school? They're like, I love it. I love my kid's teacher. It's great. Yeah, it, it's so wild to me that we, we have this idea of, uh, you know, I was telling Rob before the break that for parents who are worried about their kids, what their kids are going to read, rather than restricting what everybody reads, you know, I unfortunately didn't always look at the entire list or ask my child, but I, like being involved in what your kid is learning seems to be the direction of like parents, what is it, parents' right, parental rights? They have the right to know what's going on, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Right, and parents should know what's going on. I mean, all they have to do is look in their kid's backpack or go online. <laughs> you can find the curriculum and all the reading lists there. But the GOP has, they have got this down to a science, and that is giving a phrase um, the exact opposite of what it is. Like school choice means that the schools get to choose their students. Parental rights, well, which parents? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's getting to decide what my kid gets to read? Um, and so, like, it's like right to work, right? The right to Absolutely. work. Absolutely. Up is down. Yeah. Again, we're talking to Jess Piper. Uh, she also has a podcast, Dirt Road Democrat. That's right. The name of your podcast? It is. And how, and how has that reaction gotten? I mean, because I, I know I did a podcast recently in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, and mm. people were so excited. So uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on today is uh, I want to know how what the reaction is, first of all. And two, I kind of want to come visit you in Missouri and broadcast from there. Why don't you do it? Yes. <laughs> you can come out. You can come out to the sticks. The uh, the reaction to the podcast has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, people are sharing it. People are listening to it. Uh, they're understanding that I'm not a unicorn. You know, there's a lot of progressives in every state, in every part of the state, even rural parts of the state. So we're here. Um, and like you said, we um, 40% of Missouri seats last year went uncontested. So people don't have a choice. You have a lot of people in cities, especially, that'll say, you know, well, you get what you vote for. And you're like, buddy, I didn't have anybody to vote for. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> all Republicans. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Is this the state that the Koch brothers are from? Wisconsin, I think, the Koch brothers, right? Um, I think they're, they're in, from Kansas. They're from, oh, they're Kansas. from Kansas. Yes. Yeah. I know it's a state that they cut all the taxes in and the people are getting very little service because people with money say we, this is the government we're willing to pay for. Yeah. That, yeah, that was during the Brownback years in Kansas. Um, I looked at a house over there before I moved to Missouri, and you had to pay to your kid had to pay to ride the bus. Wow. Because they had that's how much of the funding they had stripped from schools. Wow, that's ins- that's yep. absolutely insane. What are some of the the big things that you are? I know that your your drive is to make sure that every seat has a challenger in Missouri. What are you, how is recruiting going and encouraging people to take up that that mantle? I'm I'm really out there trying to get people. You know, and it's actually the job of the Missouri House Democrats to recruit, and I'm just helping. But my big thing, I'm I'm executive director for Blue Missouri, and that's the thing that I'm most passionate about, and that's funding these candidates. Because what happens in states like mine is the national party says, hey, you're too red. We're not sending you a dime. Absolutely. And then the state party looks at districts and says, hey, that's that's not winnable in a cycle or two. So we're not going to give you any money either. And my whole point is 
you, you know, miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yes, You're not there. There's no way you can win. And so my entire MO is getting money to these folks so that they have, you know, they can knock doors and they can call people and they're not worried about looking for donors all the time. And again, I'm just reading uh, through your feed about how the Missouri legislature has been controlled by Republicans since 2002. Mm. And yet, you know, if if, the, if if towns are struggling, the roads are falling apart, the schools have been cut down to four days a week, hospitals are closing, farms are going bankrupt. Well, how, I mean, how is it? I mean, I know we talk about people voting against their own interests. Is it? And I know there's a book. I don't know if you've read. Uh, um, What's the matter it, with Kansas? <laughs> no. There's, yes, that's a good one, too. Uh, but in a, a Strange land about like religion and the culture of guns and hunting and all these other things that that makes people feel like they're part of a community and everything else is like outsiders trying to tell them what to do. Is it, is there some of that going on in Missouri too? Yeah, I mean, I I knocked doors and people were very friendly to me, but they would say, you know, I can't vote for you because I'm a Christian, and I'm like, well, <laughs> born and raised a Southern oh. Baptist, I don't know, <laughs> mm. I don't know what else I can do for you, folks. But there is definitely wow. a message that you know Democrats, you know, are um, you know anti-religious, um, and it extends to the abortion thing. Thank you, Jerry Falwell, <laughs> 1979. He started that, and it that's that's what people need to recognize. It took them that many decades to do what they've done to, you know, to SCOTUS, um, to um, states across the country. So it's going to take Democrats and progressives a long time to fight back. And I will say this, too. When I knock on my neighbor's doors and, and I say, you know, I'm worried about our schools, our roads, our hospitals, they'll talk. Some people will talk about Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden. So we have to get back to focusing and educating people that everything that is oppressing you or harming you is coming from the state level. It's coming from people who are passing abortion bans and defunding your schools. And that happens at the state level and has nothing to do with Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi. I'm, Rob and I are still kind of reeling at the, I mean, we know, right? It's like being, being surprised is so weird because like we know, but then like being told it out loud again and again, we go, oh, right, right, right. Because I've said that with progressive radio, as you mentioned, it's a lot of catching up to do. Rob and I have been traveling comedians for decades and I know traveling across the, the Midwest, it would be the Sunday sermon or, you know, another religious, uh, you know, hour and then, mm-hmm. and then followed by Rush Limbaugh. So it all yes. sort of blended together, right? Yeah, and out in my part of the country, I mean, farmers are all, they're in their combines or tractors all day, and they're listening to what's on the radio, and what's on the radio is AM, and it's, you know, Mm -hmm. conservative talk. You open up a newspaper in my town, you're going to be, you know, just inundated with Republican representatives writing columns every single week. And when people talk about the news, they're talking about Fox. You know, they turn it on because that's their news source. So you have people that are absolutely just you know, just push down with this message. And um, it's hard to get a progressive message out, which is, you know, why I did the podcast. Yeah, I'm so grateful that you do. I'm sure there are other people. Again, I, I, I it shouldn't be the exception, right? It shouldn't be like, oh, I have a friend in Missouri. <laughs> I, have, I have a friend in Oklahoma, and they're progressives trying to get the word out. And you know, because we are awfully comfortable here. In, and look, we have our, we have our own battles. Look, we have, as you mentioned, you were talking about suburban areas. Uh, we have folks that want to withhold information and education when we talk about African American history. Uh, you know, the idea that CR 
CRT, critical race theory. Someone was like, well, we shouldn't be teaching that. You know what? It's now part of history. In history books, it will, we will point to this time of when people were losing their ever-loving minds. Thank you for the boost. <laughs> we wouldn't even know about it, right? It would have been legal scholarly work about how our, our all of our institutions are embedded in slavery Absolutely. and racism. So I just, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yes. Thank you, GOPers, for because yeah, you're right. Because now kids are like, hey, what is the what is the RT? They're asking for it. <laughs> exactly. What are some of the things? And I guess this is what I, I, I should focus on is what are some of the things that you find successful in talking to your neighbors or people in the community? You might not win them over, but can get them to listen. The first thing, it all goes back to deep canvassing, and that's needing um, a constant presence in your district. Um, that's having rural organizers on the ground that are constantly working because we can't just fly in and have a candidate, you know, run, and then she loses, which very often happens in rural parts of Missouri, and then they just fade away. It's just constant, persistent um, action and also working in the community, making sure that folks have what they need. If they don't have what they need, showing them where to get those things. Because, uh, frankly, I mean, my representatives don't listen to me. They don't care about, you know, what I need or what I think. So um, and that comes with being safe in, in their position. They know that they're going to win and they know they're probably not going to be opposed. So um, it's just always being in the community and when we're talking about trying to find candidates it's those people who have been in the community um and just you know building it up we are just like you (laughs) we live in this place just like you we have you know the same needs and wants so how many uh, do you get do you run into a lot of people of color when you are canvas canvassing no not in my area Mm. we have um it's mostly white and i would say most of the people of color uh, from my area are at the university. And then when they graduate the university, they go back to Kansas City or St. Louis. So um, almost, wow. I would say, 95, 96 percent white. <laughs> yeah, that's going to give you yeah. a certain flavor right there, baby. You Let me tell you, I, I've been traveling the country, like like Patty says, we've been traveling for you. I've been doing stand-up since 1991. And shortly after that, I got to I got to run around. I got to I, at one point I was traveling with uh, with the likes of Bernie for for a short while. And here's what I will tell you: I would go into a city or a small town, and I would go get gas, and someone would walk up to me and be like, "You must be the comedian for the night." Oh. I'm like, "How <laughs> did you know? <laughs> you know how I knew. You know how I knew because there ain't no other brother here. We ain't seen a brother in miles." So since you're here, you must be here for a purpose. Or you better be the comedian. Wow. Or you need to be out of town by a certain amount of time. Yeah, I mean, you know, you really do. When I was thinking about having people canvassing, I do have to think about that. You know, I also have to think about people who have disabilities. We don't have sidewalks. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to think about what's going on. And I I told you last time, I think that my son, um, who is white, was knocking doors for me and a man answered the door with a gun. Mm. I have to be really mindful of that, um, you know, when I'm having people volunteer. Mm, yeah, because my chocolate rump wouldn't make it a day. First door, I know. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I would be hopeful that my community would be accepting, but, you know, it's just always something you got to think about. And I'm a white woman and don't know everything. Did so you? I would, you know. 
Yeah. Did you see bla- uh, Blazing Saddles? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I have seen that. <laughs> the sheriff is near. <laughs> Rob goes door to door and they're like, are we doing a comedy show on our porch today? <laughs> what is happening? The comedy club is two miles that way, Ooh. sir. Not on my doorstep. Rob, maybe we do a comedy show. What, t- what town are you in? Let me write this down. What t- do you have a little theater we can come do comedy? That would be great. We do, yeah. And I would, I mean, Maryville is, has a university. And, you know, like I said, we do have a population of color. We do have young people who enjoy comedy. So, yeah, that would be fantastic. Mm, let's go. You want to go? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Right. Let's do I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll get the gas. <laughs> I'll rent the car. I, I'll take care of the rooms. Just don't worry about that. That would be a lot of fun. All right. So we're doing Maryville, Missouri, and then Tulsa. We're going to do these. Are, we're lining up a road trip. We're going to. There you go. <laughs> as soon as we leave Maryville, Tulsa, you're next. So, uh, you know, we, you mentioned that uh, folks would talk about uh, Nancy Pelosi or, you know, d- Democrats at the federal level. So are there fans of the ideas that Marjorie Trader Greene has of two things now in two days? One, divorcing the red states. From the blue states, and if someone from a blue state moves to a red state, they can't vote for a couple of years. That's, <laughs> that's the new one today. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't talked to anybody, any of my neighbors about that lately. I'm sure that wow. there would probably be a few that would be in for it. But here's the thing: red states need to understand. I mean, we rely on blue states <laughs> for <laughs> roads and all. I mean, we're the ones who need the welfare. So I, I think folks probably shouldn't bite the hand that feeds them because if you guys decided to divorce us we're in trouble we're going into affordable housing (laughs) (laughs) do you you know how many people don't understand the idea of donor states it's uh, illinois is a donor state to the red states around us i mean and the the people always talk about florida and how they don't have any income tax we pay for their natural disasters every time there's a hurricane absolutely sorry don't make me yell and I, I go against that, too. When I talk to other rural folks who are railing against, um, you know, St. Louis or Kansas City, and I'm like, hey, you know, without those economic engines, without those blue cities, like, we would be screwed, you know? I, I'm just, I'm such a big fan of Jess Piper. Again, uh, Dirt Road Democrat is her podcast. Uh, and by the way, speaking of, we were ta- you were talking about the Columbine and uh, the farmers are listening to AM radio. I know that at the museum, if you ever get a chance to come to, to Chicago, there's a Museum of Science and Industry and they have a column, they have like a tractor in their farm section and playing on it is WGN 720 AM to your point about listening to the radio. And I guess one of our, one of our friends just uh, texted, Jerry posted, uh, the other radio show that Towns always had was a trading post where people would just call in with things they had to sell and give their phone number on the air. I totally forgot about that. (laughs) Oh, we used to do that all the time. I'd listen all day long and it's funny because the older folks would sit right next to the radio so they could hear it themselves and all the feedback. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It would always be like, you know, I, you know, have an old belt or I have a, you know, bald headed uh, calf and anybody's looking for, you know, it was always the best time. Yes. (laughs) And I don't know if you have this in your community because we have this in my in my neighborhood. It's called Buy Nothing uh, on Facebook. Have you heard of this, Jess? Do you guys have this? No. So uh, you, they, someone created, friends of mine created a neighborhood group, and this is all over the country, and you just post things that you don't want to throw away, and you think, hey, maybe my neighbor could use this nail polish I never used, or this dress, or these kids' clothes and shoes and things like that. Just checking with your neighbor, say, hey, if anyone needs this, and if you need something, you can put an ISO out in search of. Mm. Uh, hey, I, 
I have this record player. Does anybody have some cool albums I could have? You know, that kind of thing. It's really cool. Very cool. Very oh, cool. that would be fun. I don't think that I have anything like that. And it would be a long drive. <laughs> <laughs> How far away is your closest neighbor? How far away is your... Is uh, well... I actually have a neighbor across the street, but like right now I'm sitting outside the church waiting on my daughter to get done with her choir lessons, and that's a 30-minute drive to town. Mm. That's where I get my groceries and all that kind of stuff. So we're about 30 minutes from town. Okay. So so when we come, we will uh, – are there any Airbnbs that we can get for the comics? <laughs> Just kidding. Right, right. What are we, I what think we... there are some in Maryville. <laughs> okay. So Maryville, Missouri. So next month when we talk – if you don't mind, I'm going to check in with you. I think I told you I want to check in with you every month. One for a wellness check. and i appreciate you and i really appreciate that you did not open with that traffic report that just absolutely sends me into anxiety (laughs) no no more of that yeah i uh no you have you have a a clear 30 minute drive home after choir practice uh that's how we measure stuff 30 minutes and it's 30 miles (laughs) (laughs) oh my god every every mile is actually a full minute yeah that doesn't make sense to me folks you have to be following Jess Piper on on Twitter. Some folks just told me to follow you on on TikTok. I didn't even realize that that's going to happen next for me. I'm not yes. much of a TikToker, but I will follow Jess Piper because I'll follow you anywhere. I'm so uh, honored to get to know you. I'm glad that uh, I found you on Twitter. And uh, and if there's anything you ever need, please we are here. <laughs> and keep up that work. Yes, that's got to be. Well, oh. I appreciate you guys so much, and and thank you for helping me get this message out. I know you're in Chicago, and people are like, oh, what a bunch of bumpkins. But no, we really are just. I, we really are just like you, and and we want the best for our communities. And um, and I love Chicago, by the way. I absolutely love visiting it. So thank you so much. We are we are. I don't want to. I don't want to make you nervous. I'll wait like about six months before I decide that we, I, I need you to be my best friend in Missouri. <laughs> I'm gonna give you some time to decide if you like me as well. So all I like you. I we like can you do too. this. All right, we can do this. Thank you so much, Jess. See you uh, soon. We're we coming just, down there. We're and... Coming to Maryville. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna line that up. Yes. I gotta... Spread the gospel. What's, what's between Mar- What's between? Um, I, I can't. Do the map in my head between between uh, Missouri and Oklahoma, Arkansas. Do I have to go through Arkansas? No, they're be- they're below it. Below you. Um, you'd have to go through Kansas. Kansas. That's not too bad. Yeah, we can find some. We can find some in Kansas. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. I mean, uh- Oklahoma is a lot of fun. Y'all don't have a good time. Okay, but it's Tulsa, so I don't know about that. You know, I was I was in the military in Oklahoma. Okay. It's some of the most fun I had with my clothes on. Like <laughs> blowing up stuff is amazingly fun in Tulsa and therapeutic. No, I was actually in Lawton, Oklahoma. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was All right. We're Fort Sill, amazing. We're going. Yeah, show me around. Have a great evening, uh, and we'll talk to you next month. Thank you so much, Jess. Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Take be care. careful, baby. <laughs> yes, please. Be careful. <laughs> They're answering the door with guns. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Jess Piper. Follow her on Twitter. Dirt Road Democrats, the podcast on the Heartland Pod. More after. Th- I think that's the name of the pod. But Jess, hold on. You're still there. What's the name of the uh, the landing spot? I think they reached out to me, too. Is it Heartland Pod? Yeah. yeah. It is Heartland Pod. Um, and then uh, my feed is underneath there. Excellent. Got awesome. It. Keep up the Thank great work. Thank you. Thank you. Pace yourself, too, okay? <laughs> I will. Thank you. More after this on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk where facts matter. Oh, I should push up. Let me play a song for a second. Let me, oh, maybe one of these. We should talk. We should hear from uh, Kirk Bankson. How about this? 
This is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. On January 6, 2021, followers of Trump and something called QAnon attempted a coup at the United States Capitol. Who are these people? I want to live with the QAnon girl. I could be happy the rest of my life with a QAnon girl. Believer of theory, she leans to the right. She never gets weary of being I'm enjoying listening to Rob Hines giggling over Steve Goody's QAnon girl. Uh, I'm I, I was trying to find a YouTube video uh, this, but I, instead I found the f- the video the real story behind Jones Barbecue <laughs> and foot massage. I don't have the captions on, so uh, but the, it is a video of you. Uh, are you getting your feet massaged in this video? I, don't know I am not. I am helping other people get their feet massaged. I, it is a it is a spoof video that we made some time ago that went viral. You just look baby in this video. I know, Look right? I was so and and you see how much bigger I was back then. Wow, I lost 100 pounds. You look good. Thank you very much, as do you, Pat. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. I um, have not lost 100 pounds or 30. I, <laughs> I ate local during the pandemic. I ate local. I ate local. The they just they put a lot of grease and sugar in oh, there. Oh, my food. goodness. Potatoes and, oh, and sauce. I and, ate so many mm. I, I've said this many times. I think I said enough where people go, I think she really did that. I would wake up. I would try to get Declan to sleep. And sometimes he doesn't want to. So I, I would end up in the pantry after he fell asleep. I just needed salt. And I would eat <laughs> potato chips out of the bag with like, I'd have a container of sour cream. Sorry, sweetie. Now he's finding out that I was just like digging the sour cream out of the container. Not even getting the special bowl. F- yeah. Just, oh, God. Love it. <laughs> sour cream, potato chips. So bad. And Cheetos. Cheetos and sour cream. But that one, you can't hide that you're actually using it in the container. No, because it's all type powder. of cheese, dust, and everything. <laughs> yes. Yes. But uh, so this video, uh, the real story behind Jones Barbecue. And, do you want people to see this video? Um... I don't even know which one you're looking at. Are you looking at Wavy Baby? Uh, wavy Surf? Yeah, Wavy Wavy B Surf. Yes, he is a good dude. He, okay. he did do a little background piece. This was sometime afterwards. But what actually happened was these guys came to me, and they couldn't make their character work. And so um, it was a it was a uh, Pedro and Romero Castro actually came up with Pedro Castro directed the video. Romero Castro actually came up with the character. And it was a guy who was trying to sell something that he had access to. So it was the old Chicago Southside hustle thing. So they couldn't make it work. So they came to me and asked me to do it. I did it. And at first they were just treating me as an actor. Okay. That's all they've ever treated me as. But I helped them to create. And instead of giving me any of that type of credit, it was always, oh, yeah, he's just the actor. He's just the actor. And I would make the jokes mm. that they made better, mm-hmm. just like they would give me jokes that were funny. I would enhance those jokes. We would work together. We would create. Okay. So instead of giving me that, they just was like, no, he's just an actor. And anytime someone wanted to use that character, because we sold something that didn't exist. Barbecue and foot massage is not a thing. <laughs> really? 
I, it's so funny, hard to believe. It's, I know, right? Many what? people were trying to get there. Um, <laughs> and instead of giving so you it was credit, a spoof. it was a satire. It was a spoof. Right. And instead of saying, you know, this is a guy who created with us, he's just an actor. They kept all, almost all of the money that they made. They pretty much kept it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then when I asked them about if they wanted to license the character, they weren't interested in licensing the character until I went and copywrote the song. They never copywrote the song. They had That's their problem. And I actually, the reason that the song came about is because we were standing on 119th and Western, 119th Southwestern, where there was a Harold's Chicken Shack. We couldn't get in the location. So it was outside. They started doing a can-can. We started dancing together. And it was like, sing something. And I sang the song. It would have been longer, but we all started laughing before I could get the next verse out. So I created that song. They're saying that they wrote it. They did not. Well, they should have copywritten it. They should have. Well, this is where we as comics and performers are sometimes, you know, sometimes we're a little trusting. Right? Or we're like, oh, I'm just doing it. I'm getting work. Yeah, you know, I'm helping somebody yeah, out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, it's got to feel good to look at the, the reaction that people have in this thread uh, where um, the real story behind Jones Barbecue, that everyone's like, you should go to Adult Swim. And like everyone thinks it's like <laughs> yeah, easy for us to just like, oh, yeah, so they have it translate over. But I'm reading some of the, uh, as long as it's edible or friable, we're going to make it delectable. <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of stuff we made up at the time. Like, even the stuff that we actually, they actually, for for instance there were three commercials the first one was called jones big ass truck rental and storage facility the second one was called jones good ass barbecue and foot massage and the third one was called jones cheap ass prepaid legal and daycare academy now the first one (laughs) the foot massage one there were jokes that they actually we, we we collaborated really hard on that and the first one when they even the jokes that they wrote that was super funny I kind of worked on them to make them funnier. For instance, right. they gave me a box full of stuff, if you look at the first video, to push off a, 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 a group of stairs. So I do that. But I don't just push it off. If you look at the first video, I push it off and I hold my arms out while the stuff's still falling down the stairs. Okay. That got a great response. That's that's a moment that sticks out. They didn't give me credit for that. They only, you know, we wrote this joke and he did it. That's pretty much what it was. Okay. So what I'm trying to say to young creators now, especially now that there are so many... Um, TikTok videos and all these things where they're staging things and trying to choreograph, right? Which ensure it- that you own what you create. Okay. Ensure that you own it. Do not let somebody else take advantage. Do not be that friendly comic. Do not be that person in need of attention so much that you let uh, a fortune go out the front door. Don't be that person. Protect what you create. That's the biggest point of my even talking to anybody about it. And and this is while I was going through kidney failure. And they are making money hand over fist. I didn't even know that they got paid for subscribers. So this is they were making money off of YouTube for subscribers. Okay. And not telling me and I'm getting it. And, and this thing is being played all over the place. And I'm not getting a nickel. Wow. That's like insane. they paid me over. And honestly, they paid me under, under $10,000 over 13 years. And by the way, this, there's a documentary. So you can go to the real story behind Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage by Wavy We. Web, wavy web surf. Yeah, that dude is cool. Can, can you tell how little I use YouTube? I mean, like, I'm so inarticulate when it comes to this stuff. But I, they do a whole deep dive on, like, they even do. your job at the Cook they County do. Corrections. Yep, they do all Did you that. work with Cook County Sheriff's Department? I did work for the Sheriff's Department for nine and a half years, and I can tell you stories. Yes, there is plenty of waste. <laughs> plenty of yes, waste. Yes, we've, we've talked about some of the people that work there, too. But did you know uh, my good friend Carmen Navarro-Jacone? 
she uh, ran to be she ran against uh, Sheriff Dart. No. They knocked her off the ballot because okay, so it's a long story, but we'll get well, you and I can get into it off the <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. the, this is a very interesting department in yeah. Chicago. It is very interesting. I I don't want to get myself in any trouble. Sure. I'm not but gonna, I I'm can not tell you this. Yes. But I can tell you this that there is a lot of money that you should be following to find out where the grift is in the city of Chicago. The two top line items in the Chicago budget at the time when I worked for the city, which was back in 2003, the last, the, the two top line items were what? The hospital mm-hmm. and the jail. Right. So if you want to know, and if they, once they passed that crime bill, it got even worse. Because you got to think back like this. At that time, they were taking all the manufacturing out of the Midwest. They were taking every, nobody was learning vocational education. A lot of manufacturing was going to China. So you got to get these people something to do. And what they wound up giving them to do was guard uh, black people that they were locking up a lot. Like a whole lot for uh, having drug problems. Now, we're giving everybody treatment. Right. Back then, we were giving everybody a cage. And it and it, and it shows and that and if you already know that the that the that the crime bill is going to be passed, then you can put put yourself in a position to make money off of what is about to happen. Uh, yeah, there was I, I did this years and years ago when Governor Quinn was in office. He had signed a contract with the private prison companies that they he would keep capacity at ninety percent. I used to have a joke about this. I was like, I, I found it in a notebook that because uh, I have this joke about getting pulled over and flirting with a cop and showing my boobs. I don't show my boobs, folks. I'm just like the joke is, uh, I was it why why did I pull you over? To, you know, to see my headlights. That's joke, right? uh, it's a little chilly out, so my high beams are on high. But the first joke was actually about that com- because I'm I like I I get really nervous when I do political humor, even before Trump. But I said that Governor Quinn had signed this contract so to keep it at ninety percent capacity, and I, so when, you know. Get pulled over. Do you know I pulled you over? Yeah, you got some empty beds. <laughs> but I mean, to that. So the, the Cook County uh, Cook County Corrections that you worked at was that for holding for court, or was that a different uh, situation? Yeah. If you got less than a year okay. um, and you are in court, you're a pretrial detainee. They used to uh, hold you there. Now, what we have to ask ourselves is, where is the money now? Right. Because it apparently there's no more money in holding people all of a sudden in this city because the numbers are down in the jail. So who's making money now? That's what you have to ask. Who's making, because so what were your thoughts when you heard about the Safety Act and uh, no cash bail and things like that? I thought that that's going to be the excuse that they use when they start to beat people again. Because at I this point, that. Mm-hmm, at this point, because uh, people are asking for less beatings and people are trying to sue the cities and they're getting money out of cities. Now the pendulum is shifting towards reducing the amount of uh, money that we spend on law enforcement because we're not getting the, the response we want anyway. Crime is still high. People still dying over nothing. Then the pendulum shifts back the other way when people start complaining about crime as if there hasn't been a pandemic. Right. That is huge. That is going to create crime. So now there's going to be a lot of people going to be like, we got to stop all this crime in our city. They're downtown tearing up stuff. Well, they were hungry for a year and a half, maybe two. They're not speaking on that at all. The only way you're going to stop crime is not by buying more police, but by investing in the communities that you have divested from. Thank you. Period. Yes. That's the only thing that's going to work. This is something that I have... 
I, I don't know how to explain this because, so as you know, I'm sure you're somewhat familiar with the northwest side of Chicago, uh, very light-skinned uh, neighbors that I have here. <laughs> when I went door knocking, when I was running for the 19th District House seat, uh, my husband was often on my Bluetooth I would, because I, w- I went by myself a lot. So he would be listening and we'd talk in between doors and stuff. And he, and he could hear in my voice, he would go, do not hug that black person. <laughs> do not hug them. Because my mind like, because he could hear like, oh, oh my God. Yes, thank you for living here. I'm so sorry. I, you can tell. Do not hug them. Do they don't they don't want it. They don't want it. be their friend first. Do not do not hug them. Because um, there was honest to God, I started door knocking in August of 2019, and I went all the way through March 16th. The election was on March 17th. Six, six, and I was wow. up to. There were times, and now I knocked on over 250 doors a day toward the end, um, but you get like maybe 10 percent of people answering. But still. I mean, it's staggering. Six. Six. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it, remember, it worked in this city I really what well. I wearing. That's how it was like. Oh, that one dude that was wearing shower slippers with socks. And, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm the, from the south side. I'm from Inglewood. That used to, it used to be a really, really, really um, Irish neighborhood. The grade school I went to was called Luke O'Toole. <laughs> Luke O'Toole. Did everyone ever wonder what Luke? Just the just the guy who like put the school there first. Let's name it after that kid. Let's name it after Luke the, O'Toole's family. Yes, I don't even know. And 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 when I talked to my, my, I had a shop teacher who actually used to live there. He was like, "Yeah, man, if you look around, you'll see our markings of my gang. We were the the um Celt the the Celtics." They were the Celtics. Okay. Yes. Do you remember, were there kids in your neighborhood? Because I think you and I are similarly aged. I'm 51. I'm 53. Okay. So, we're yeah, we're very close in age. Do you mm-hmm. know of any friends or kids in your community that they put on a bus for kindergarten to go into other neighborhoods for desegregation? I do remember they started doing that. I don't remember anyone from my neighborhood who went, but I remember when they started doing it, my mom like, you're not going over there. Don't even worry about it. You're going to stay right where you at. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I always, I've always, so they, so I went to Onahan and, and then Taft was the, uh, the high school where they, they were bringing kids in from other neighborhoods. This community, many did not, people did not want uh, kids. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe. I know. My friend, you know Joe Kilgallen? Yeah, I know Joe. Joe, Joe and I talk about, he's, he, he, he wants the all, next alder person person to put in a stop at Taft High School. The reason they didn't was they didn't want more people of color coming on the blue line and going going to Taft. And so one of the things, but but I often wonder if you're going to bring kids from Englewood, where you say it used to be even much more dangerous, right? And you, or from neighborhoods that have been choked off from opportunity for decades, for over a hundred years, and you take them out of those neighborhoods and, and for an hour, hour and a half, whatever amount of time it takes, imagine how much earlier those kids had to get up. Uh huh. Yep. Right on the bus into a neighborhood where people didn't want them, absolutely, and called names that they were. I mean, I remember, and and into neighborhoods that were clean and safe and quiet. You can only go there between nine and three o'clock, and then you got to get out. And we, will, but those kids get to live there. They're gonna walk two blocks. They're gonna be. They're, they're gonna go home for lunch. <laughs> You're gonna get a paper bag with processed pressed meat and 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 waxy cheese. Yeah. So, so, so people wonder why there was, first of all, there was black, black flight, right? That people were, well, but people our age, why would you stay in the city of Chicago when they didn't invest when you, in it when you were five years old? When they told you that you weren't worth it, but the kids in Norwood Park were. I'm pretty sure I'm pointing in the right neighborhood. <laughs> I don't but have my compass with me. But I guess believe me. But that's, but that's something I've, I think about a lot. Um, and I and I and I I just I can't I don't I I, I wish my neighbors 
would want for more for the, our own neighbors, for kids that live in our city? Yeah, it, it, it's that whole, you know, somebody has to be the bad guy, let it be them, and right. let it go over there. Um, and that That is a lot of what, um, you remember, okay, like, so about a month and a half, maybe two months ago, Stephen A. Smith talked about... Um, about uh, Jimmy was the Jimmy Jones, the dude that owns the Cowboys. Okay, was standing oh, out yes. in front of a school. Yeah, when this one lady was trying to get into the school, and they were taking Jimmy Johnson's side or Jerry Jones, I think his name Jerry Jones' mm-hmm. side, and they were like, "Hey, uh, uh, he was only fourteen at the time," and but there was no sound. It was just a still photo. Yeah, right. I'm sure that they were yelling at that young lady, calling her names all the while. And he probably took part in it. And if he didn't, he at least stood there and watched it happen. Didn't do anything to stop it. That little girl was just as 14 as this football owner who actually owns an entire defense. Yeah. Yeah. He owns a defense. He doesn't need yours. Yeah. Well, this is why I think a lot of people uh, want to talk about, you know, African-American history, uh, indigenous history, uh, and they don't want us to because I love those memes where, like, these these people don't want their kids to know that they're in this photo. (laughs) Absolutely. Right? They don't want them to see. And then I saw some some dude say, "I'll, I'll apologize for slavery. This is horrible. They said, I'll apologize for slavery when black people apologize for for crime, <laughs> <laughs> and and like and I and I well, as if one thing has nothing to do with the other. I mean, you cannot avoid a four hundred year head start. Thank you. Yeah. You'll never outrun also, it. Also, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Oh I, my I, thank god! You and sorry. <laughs> thank you. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I mean. Also, thank you. <laughs> That would you. be nice, you know. Right? Some people like, look, look. I know we're living good, and thank you for that. Yeah. You know, to start start the conversation with that, and that may make people be like, okay. It's well. been easier for my family, like my dad, not my mom, but my dad to have gotten loans and to live wherever he wanted, and and like never. I just, I, it, it, I don't know why, and you know what. I think we can end this with Carter. I think when I was a kid, I heard what my dad would say, and I heard what my mom would say. My mom was drawn to Carter. I was drawn to his message. Absolutely. And he was, and he would admit that he wasn't always perfect uh, on where he stood on things, but he moved. He always took in new information and acted upon that. Absolutely. That's what we Absolutely. should all do. That's what we should all do. Yeah. Let's take a quick break here, and, and uh, me and Rob Hines are going to fix things off the air. <laughs> the prison system and education, and uh, no, we can't. But we, we can keep talking. Talking about it. More after this on WCPT 820. Don't forget to text 773-763-9278. Uh, Rob Hines and I are comedians, which places us just above mimes, mimes in the hierarchy of entertainment. So text you. above mimes and thank you. Uh, so text above mimes for your chance to win a gift card from Monaco Brewing Vendors, including, who didn't I get to? Dodie's Liquor in Elmhurst S- East Side Cafe Coffee and Wine Bar in East Dundee, Orange and Brew in Downers Grove, our public house in Rogers Park, just to name a few. And uh, we'd like to welcome Wilmette Market at 3534 Lake Avenue in Wilmette to the Progressive Beer family. And also so text above mimes to 773 and the word that I'm flashing. I'm just, it's a word I'm flashing to the Facebook live stream. More in a moment on WCPT. Joan Esposito, live, local, and progressive on WCPT Willow Springs is powered by ComEd. See how ComEd is preparing for a clean energy future at comed.com slash clean energy. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. 
Driving it home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. I think I actually have to take another break here, Rob. I think we're taking another break. I think I did take some earlier. I'm all in the place. Stand by, everybody. Let's this down. And let's take another break and see where we are then. The Devil's Advocates. For those who would come and find something, hell, want to be challenged, hear a different idea other than what right-wing talk radio is giving you, there's a huge opportunity for the Devil's Advocates for progressive talk, whatever, the truth, uh, because everyone, most people want the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts, but then you get over it. Then it's just normal. The Devil's Advocates, weeknights at 7 on WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk. You're listening to WCPT 820, because facts matter. I went way over on one of my interviews. So, Rob, as we head out the door, where can folks find your schedule, more about your comedy? Where do you want them to go? RobertLHines.com on all social media, but particularly follow me on YouTube because that's where they that's where um, you found me. So go to Robert L. Hines on all social media, but particularly on YouTube. Excellent. It was so much fun to have you on. Thank you. Uh, he'll be at the Laugh Factory this Sunday, 7 o'clock show with me. And Lady B, thank you so much for everything. And uh, Mike Creed's up next with Devil's Advocate.